1: Are you working? What kind of work you
0: doing? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown! Touchdown! Touchdown, Georgia! Now, here are your host, two-time All-American punter, Drew Butler. Drew Butler, leader in the country in punts 49-plus. See if he booms this one. He does.
1: Wow! And Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and SEC Championship winning quarterback, Jake Fromm. Clean flicker to get the night started. Downfield!
0: with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football. It's the Punt and Pass Podcast.
1: Dogs are winners. A national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been laying waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. The Cornballs get stolen. Welcome on. in... To the punt and pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Join alongside my co-host Jake from. Be sure to follow us on social media at punt and pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. He's at from Jake, punt and the number one destination for all things college football. All right, it is officially November. We said it on Monday's episode, just four short weekends left of the college football regular season. It is crazy. The first rendition of this year's college football playoff rankings were released last night. We've got a couple of other crazy storylines to catch everybody up on in three and out. Then, of course, we'll go inside the five. We got some great games coming up this weekend. It's week 10. Jake Fromm, what's up, brother?
0: Man, what's going on? Uh, Pump for tonight, college football playoff rankings. Man, I can't believe there's only four games left to the crazy. college football season. It's crazy. It's happening fast. we got a lot to talk about. And I'm excited.
1: Yeah, I'm excited as well, so let's go ahead and dive right into it. First things first, though, this episode of Punt and Pass is presented to you by our awesome partners over at Price Picks. Be sure to download the Price Picks app, use the promo code PUNT, P-U-N-T, PUNT, or go to prizepix.com, sign up, use the promo code PUNT. If you look at the top charts of sports apps on all of Apple and Android, Price Picks is right at the top. Phenomenal nice. work. By the boys over at Prize Picks. We appreciate you getting active on Prize Picks as well. Again, promo code is PUNT. That is a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. And the sports equinox is upon us. All major sports are going on right now in America. We live in a great country, people. College football is here as well. College basketball starts up next week, also, dude. It is the best. Prize Picks is the best. You can win up to 25X. Your money, all you have to do is pick two to six players. You can do cross-board entries as well and predict that they will go more or less than their prize pricks prediction. Prize picks is the best. Download the app. Use the promo code PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. All right. College football playoff rankings were released last night. This is first down of three and out. And look, you and I talked about this on Monday, Jake. We're not going to be too surprised if Georgia was not the number one ranked team. And guess what? They were not. Ohio State opens as the top-seeded team in the first set of college football playoff rankings, followed by number two, Georgia. Number three, Florida State. Number four, Washington. Thoughts?
0: Yeah, it's almost like the only thing that we knew with certainty was that they did not want to put Georgia at number one. For whatever reason that is, Uh, I don't know. Um, You know the Ohio State thing. I don't think anybody in the country believes that they're the best team in the country, but totally agree. But they do have those two uh, signature wins um, versus Penn State, and the other one I'm blanking on. Who's the other big win they had? Notre Dame and Notre Dame. Yep, yep. So they have those two big wins, um, and so. you know, where are they going to put the emphasis on on uh you know strength of schedule? That's where they wanted to put it. And that's why you see Ohio State at number one.
1: Yeah, no surprise there. Um, I really like Florida State. I think Florida yeah. State is one of the best teams in the country. I, I really do. For whatever reason, I have happened to watch a lot of their games this year. They have a very balanced offense, a great quarterback, a good run game, a physical defense. They should knock on wood, go undefeated in the ACC. And I think the committee would have a very hard time leaving them out of the college football playoff. We've talked about it almost ad nauseum at this point. The Pac-12 could eat themselves alive over the last month of the regular season. And then the Big 12, yeah, they've got some uphill climbing To do, But I think, generally speaking, the top four teams are what we expected. And look, what we've learned is that who cares? It's the first rankings. I can promise you one team, one coaching staff, one fan base that's actually kind of happy that they weren't ranked number one is, of course, the Georgia Bulldogs. They're welcoming in 12th-ranked Mizzou between the hedges this weekend. So that's a 330 kick. However, as soon as the rankings were released last night, everybody took to Twitter and said, Wow, this would be a great year to jump straight into a 12 team playoff. Remember, this is the final year you're getting just four teams in the college football playoff. Next year, you go to a 12 team playoff, and the national championship game is in Atlanta, Georgia. Take a look at this, Jake. Number seven, Texas will be playing number 10 Ole Miss to get Georgia. Number six, Oregon will be playing number 11 Penn State to go play Florida State. Number five, Michigan would play number 12, Tulane, to then play Washington. And then number eight, Alabama would play number nine, Oklahoma, to go play Ohio State. So it's interesting. It's a fun talking point. But you look at it and you think to yourself, hey, next year could be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, look, I totally agree. This is that really first year for me where I felt where more is actually more. Uh in, in terms of, of games and, and giving more opportunities for teams to make their mark, uh, and gain their stride late in the year and give themselves a chance to play for a national championship that may yeah. have found themselves outside of that final four. Look, like myself, uh make it my first year and we were the fifth ranked team the first team out the next two years I know, and everybody on on uh our team obviously felt sick man because we felt like we were uh, a national championship contending roster and we had all the pieces and all the parts Um, and we just fell just a
1: little bit short but uh, we just wish we had that opportunity I, I know i always do this to you it's not intentional but When you guys were ranked number one, was it the first college football rankings that came out, George was ranked number one, and then you went to Auburn? Is that how it happened, or had you been number one for a couple of weeks? And then, of course, the Auburn game at Jordan-Hare where things didn't go well, but you avenged that loss in the SEC Championship. The reason I'm asking that is because I want to know what was the psyche like. Did Did you feel the pressure? Did you feel that weight on your shoulders when you were announced as the number one ranked team in the college football playoffs at the onset?
0: Yeah, I think uh for I think we played Auburn week 10 that year cuz I remember Auburn played us played uh a, a lower tier school and then turned around and played Alabama. Like That's Auburn right. had the best 3 week stretch of any college football team ever cuz they beat us and they beat Alabama. Yeah. Um to find themselves in the SEC championship game. So I believe when we were ranked number 1, I remember playing South Carolina at home cuz that, that was the first bit, game yeah, that was a big deal when uh, Brooke Whitmire announced it at Sanford Stadium. We were ranked number one. Duluth, um, at, Georgia's own Brooke Whitmire. Shout out Duluth, Georgia. And uh, that was like the first time I think that we had been ranked number one at, gotcha. at all that season.
1: Was that – I mean, I guess my question is, did you feel it? Did you know it? Were you excited? Or was it what it is now? Kind of like, uh, oh, whatever. We got a couple more weeks to go play before this really matters.
0: No, I I think we we felt it. We were excited. Um, I, you know a lot of guys on that team coming off that previous year, uh, where they went eight and five. Uh, oh, there, wasn't, yeah. a, there wasn't a whole lot of, I just I I I want to say success because that's not necessarily true, but um, the expectation of being the most dominant team every single time you got play. Uh that's when we felt it, man. And there was there's was a lot of juice. There's a lot of juice on the team when uh, we were ranked number one. And guy, guys were feeling it, but um that's a it's an opportunity. You put a big target and a big bullseye on your back when you got that number
1: one ranking behind your name. No question about it. Look at you, dude. SEC champ, Rose Bowl champ, done it all, seen it all, been ranked number one, played in the college football playoff. That's why you're here on the punt and pass podcast. I'm just a washed-up podcaster who gets to consider people like Jake From my friend. So thank you, friend.
0: Uh, The problem at all, too sweet,
1: DB, too sweet. Stuart Mandel says this. I thought this was pretty interesting. No one's going to be happier for the 12-team playoff more than James Franklin. Were it in place right now, Penn State would be the last at-large team in. They also would have made a 12-team playoff in 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, and 2022. So James Franklin still trying to climb uphill. We'll see what happens. Big 10, yeah. still a lot of action to go in the Big 10. That moves us to second down. We've got to touch on this Connor Stallions character, the sign-stealing scandal that's currently going on at Michigan. It seems like something new happens every single day. I'm impressed. Uh Hammy, Liam, if you're watching, put in the man clip where Ron Burgundy says, did you just eat a whole wheel of cheese? I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. At this point, I'm just impressed by what this guy has been able to do. It came out yesterday that it looks like Connor Stallions was on Central Michigan's sideline in Central Michigan team-issued coaching gear wearing sunglasses, which may or may not have had a camera in them, scouting Michigan State in the flesh. This guy is a true savage. This guy did not take no for an answer. He turned over every stone possible to get a competitive advantage. And for whatever reason, he just felt like he didn't need to hide. Wearing sunglasses at night, having a little blue light on the yeah. corner of the sunglasses right. to essentially say, yes, I'm recording. Um, and it looks like 99% sure it was probably him on the sideline, Jake From.
0: I mean, unbelievable! Like, how how broad does this reach? Who is all in on this? If we're getting that kind of clearance to another team, I mean, what what's going on here? Like, is he his own private contractor? And I mean, he's going out and he's collecting as much data uh, signs and you know collecting them all and just just dishing them out for
1: for anybody who's who's available for pay it's really fascinating and what's going to happen I have no idea if it's up to the NCAA nothing will happen for years and years and years Jim Harbaugh will be long gone Michigan may or may not have to deal with some sort of sanctions but scouting in person an opponent during the season is a violation of an NCAA rule. It seems like if they have concrete evidence that he was doing that, they could come down with a pretty swift decision. Will that happen? Um, I have zero faith in the NCAA. But this guy didn't cover up his tracks, has a paper trail, essentially was going all over the country, had a syndicate, buying tickets, sidelines, doing everything possible to, I guess the question is cheap, do you think, This is cheating. Well, it is a rule violation if that, in fact, was him on the Central Michigan sideline. Head coach of Central Michigan, Jim McElwain, had to address it in his press conference. He's like, I don't know. We didn't have his name. Did he use an alias? We don't know. Bizarre to me. Totally bizarre, Jake. Do you think this is cheating? Like, like, would you go so far to be like, Michigan are cheaters. Connor Stallions is a cheater. This is a violation of the rule. They should have to pay some consequences.
0: Yeah, I'm going to be pretty simple and clear on this. If if there is a rule in place and that rule was violated, then very, very simply, they cheated. And they need to be punished, and there needs to be repercussions uh, for their actions. And the, the NCAA, the Big Ten, somebody's got to come down hard on this. Um, because I, I think there's a uh, there's a lot more legs to this than just what we're seeing, and I think a lot more will come out on this as well. Okay,
1: okay. I've got a development that I need to unpack right here on the podcast. Do you want me to take you for a ride? Dude,
0: I am all ears, my friend.
1: Right. strap in, buckle up. Shout out to my close friend, Tony Morelli, who, full disclaimer, is a gigantic Tennessee fan. He comes over last night to trick-or-treat. He brings his daughter over as well. We're having a good time. We're drinking a cold beer. Kids are running around. He's like, dude, have you heard about Connor Stallions possibly feeding information to South Carolina last year? I was like, what? I mean, literally. I'm like, come on, Tony. Don't be ridiculous. I mean, I've known Tony forever. I can call him out. He's like, no, 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 no. This is real deal information. Why would Connor Stallions, the Michigan sign stealer, feed information to South Carolina? It doesn't make any sense. He goes, hold on a second. What team knocked off two teams at the end of last season who were in the hunt for the college football playoff? That, of course, would be South Carolina. They whooped up on Tennessee. Tennessee had a direct line to the college football playoff. Then they beat Clemson. Clemson had a direct line to the college football playoff. Here's the recap. It has been confirmed. Connor Stallions filmed Tennessee and Clemson sidelines during last season for signs. All of a sudden, South Carolina, who didn't even score an offensive touchdown the week before they hung 63 points on Tennessee. They scored six points, two field goals against Florida, the week before they scored 63 points against Tennessee. Knock off the Vols. They looked unstoppable. Then they turn around the next week. They knock off Clemson. Even more so, in that South Carolina game, I will tweet this out. It is tried. Trude and confirmed during the TV broadcast, Holly Rowe, the sideline reporter, she says to the booth on ESPN, Hey guys, interesting development here from the sidelines. Every single player on South Carolina's defense is wearing a wristband. This is the first time that's happened all season. If you notice before the offensive plays are called, they look over to their sideline, South Carolina, to get the defensive play call. Just wanted to send that up. Thought it was interesting so all of a sudden, in week 12, South Carolina's defense goes to wristbands, every single player on the defense, and they're wow. looking over to the sideline to get the call based on, I'm assuming, whatever Tennessee's offense was bringing onto the field with their signs. Shane Beamer um, was fined 25000 for accepting a leaked game plan back In the 2010s, reports also say that Michigan may have leaked information to another team to help their playoff chances last year. That team probably, it looks like, was South Carolina. South Carolina's defensive coordinator last year was Harbaugh's DB coach back in 2009. And again, the wristband situation. Go look at it on Twitter. I will retweet it. At Drew Butler. Extremely odd. The timing of that is extremely odd, and you might be thinking, well, that's crazy. Why would they feed that information to South Carolina? Because South Carolina, assumingly, took that information – implemented it, and did exactly what Michigan had hoped for. They got Tennessee out of the playoff picture. Then they got Clemson out of the playoff picture even better. And then going into conference championship weekend, Michigan, look, they were like 25-point favorites against Iowa. They blew them out. And then Ohio State was sitting there going, hey, pretty sweet. We didn't even have to play in our conference championship game, and we got in. The college football playoff. So, did Connor Stallions go so far to essentially extend an olive branch to Shane Beamer and the South Carolina football team and say, Use this information, help you, help us? How did that help South Carolina? Shane Beamer got an extension on his contract. Spencer Rattler, all of a sudden, is preseason all SEC this year. And South Carolina, this season, dude, they're two and six. They hoodwinked, bamboozled all of us. Yeah, that tracks. I know we're on a roller coaster ride. I appreciate you listening to this. Shout out Tony Morelli for the great information and Vol Twitter. I mean Tennessee Twitter, who everybody knows. Those folks are insane. I think they've got something here that is wild. Of course, how do you corroborate it? I don't know, Jake. But what do you think about that theory,
0: dude? This is an unbelievable development, um, and I'm I'm buying what you're selling. I mean, the question we have to ask here: I mean, do you believe in coincidences? And there's just a lot of things stacking up that maybe say that there's something, there's something to this, you know, a lot of times, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, and
1: I, I. Explain uh, the wristbands to me. Explain the wristbands to me. Week 12, we're all of a sudden going to wristbands. I mean, yeah. give me a break. That's, that's new.
0: i I'd like to me, I don't, I don't understand what, the rhyme or reason to randomly do that, that's, that's very new. If there's something you, you did a little bit, maybe in training camp, uh, you did a little bit beginning of the season for some reason, but
1: that late in the season, that is odd. Very, very odd. 10 points against Mizzou. Then they scored six points against Florida. Then they go for 63 against yeah. Tennessee. That doesn't track that. That does not add. Up uh, Jake from they 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 knew something was going on allegedly,
0: allegedly. Uh,
1: dude, this Connor Stallions guy, man, he I need to see the good. manifesto. I, I need he's to see good. the manifesto. I mean, the guy wrote a 600 page manifesto on how he was going to take over Michigan football. And You know what? Shout out to Dave Portnoy, <laughs> president of Barstool Sports. Did you see what he said? No, Dave Portnoy, a Michigan man, admitted, yeah, he said. Dude, Connor Stallions, you have a standing job offer to come work for me at Barstool Sports. Military guy, committed to his country, creative problem solver, hard worker. He just went down the list and said, if anything happens to you, Connor, come on over to Barstool Sports. You can work for me. So, I don't know. Look, if you're Make picking time. up what I'm putting down, let me know. I think that's got some legs, though. No I think so about it. All right, let's move on to third down. The punt and pass mush, if you want to call it that. The punt and pass—I forget what I've dubbed it in the past. But as soon as we finish recording a podcast, big news breaks. I mean, it's it's it's, it's it's a guarantee. Always. Monday we finished recording. I jump on Twitter right after, and Dabo Sweeney's losing his mind on a caller on his weekly Collins show. So Jake, some caller, his name was Tyler, calls into the Dabo show, and I guess credit to Dabo for letting this guy talk for so long credit to the producer as well for not just dumping him as soon as he started rambling, but the caller gets two minutes to essentially just shit on Dabo crush the Clemson football program. And at the end, he says, essentially, I don't know why we're paying you $11.4 million. We're four and for all this stuff. And Dabo goes, you know, what's your name again, Tyler? All right, cut him off. And he goes on a five minute tirade, defending himself, defending the Clemson football program, going over all the stats, how many games they've won, how many national championships they've won, how, how many, many guys com- have graduated. conference championships oh, all have they won is unbelievable. All of it. And he says legitimately the only two teams that Clemson can be compared to over the last eight years are Alabama and Georgia. Like, what more do you want? Are we having a down year? He's like, yes, of course we're having a down year. Do I take full responsibility for that? Dabo's going, yeah, I do. But he was digging in on this dude. Do not talk about how much money I make. That has nothing to do with this. We're trying to do it. I don't know. I found it fascinating. Do you think he has legs to stand on to essentially, you know, read the receipts and go, get off my ass? We're having a bad year, but give me a break based on all we've accomplished in the last 10 years? Um,
0: I, I like I like that, Bo, sticking up for, for himself, the, his, his program, uh, his guys. I mean, dude, the success that they've had over the past it's decade incredible. is unbelievable. I mean, they've had a 10-win season for the past 10 years. Um, and obviously, this season is not up to par, up to standard. And every team is going to go through their spell, uh, the highs and the lows. Uh, hey, hey, Georgia fans, newsflash. At some point it's gonna come yeah. you know for the beloved Georgia Bulldogs. It just it is what it is. Um, that's just part of uh the ever changing roller coaster of college football. So um, man, I like it. Come out with a little bit of fire. I just a lot of times you just uh there's you know, a lot of people knocking on on coaches and players. And sometimes I think it's it's good
1: to uh
0: quote unquote clap back in a professional manner.
1: Yeah, he definitely did, Um, and I think that probably could give the Clemson football team an edge with the coach sticking up for all those guys, kind of laid it all on the line Um, because they certainly heard that. I mean, this thing went mega viral. I found it really interesting as well where Dabo said on the call, he's like, look, I work for the Board of Trustees. I work for the university president and I work for the athletic director. If they don't want me to be Clemson's football coach, they can let me know and I'll go elsewhere. That's what he said on the call. I mean, he was just laying it all out on the line. (laughs) I was like, dang. So that ruffled feathers for sure. Uh, But I I like Dabo saying, I have not failed at anything. Are we having a bad season? Yes. Admittedly, that's my fault. We're working to fix it. We'll continue moving forward. Um, But you know what? It was good to see Dabo with little edge. Yeah, is he feeling the heat? Also, yes. Where would Clemson go? Like, you know, you could say whatever you want about Dabo. Um, And I think the frustration from the fans is they feel like the game is passing them by. The reluctance in the transfer portal, you know, not embracing NIL the way they want to. Whatever. Whatever, whatever. They feel like the game is passing them by it ain't all sunshine and rainbows. You guys have had an unbelievable run for the past eight, 10 years. See if you guys can get it back next season. So I told you three and out was going to be hot and heavy today. Are you feeling good? Did they good. get you fired up? Yeah, that's good stuff, man. i tell you what else really will get good. you fired up when we hit the DB three piece this weekend. It's coming back. Ooh. Yeah, It's going to hit this weekend. It's November. I'm going to go extremely is. hot to finish out the regular season. The DB3 piece will be posted at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram on Friday, at Drew Butler as well. Download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT P U N T PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. Awesome games coming up this weekend. I'm going to be active on Prize Picks. Pick two to six players. Predict that they'll go more or less their prize picks prediction. And of course, you can win 25x your money. DB3 piece comes out Friday. Check social media. I'm feeding you a winner. We're going to have a profitable weekend for sure. I also do want to let you know about a sick competition that Prize Picks is putting on right now. It's the Prize Picks Championship. And all you have to do is go to Prize Picks on Twitter. They're at Prize Picks. Pick your team before Sunday, November 5th at 1 p.m. Pick your squad. If you choose the correct champion of the Prize Picks Championship, it's really cool. They've got some like very high top tier influencers doing this. I didn't make the cut as a top tier influencer, but if okay. you choose the correct champion, you can score a free entry to win $2,000. Pretty sweet. Download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PONDER. All right, let's dive into these games. You ready? Talk to me. Let's start 330. SEC on CBS. Number 12, Mizzou. I'm using the new college football playoff rankings. There we go. Not number 12. I think they're number 13. I forget. Excuse me. They're number 12. Number 12, Missouri. Heading to Athens to take on the second ranked Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia is a huge 15 and a half point favorite. The total is 54 and a half. Brady Cook. Luther Burden. Mizzou currently at seven and one, Jake from their one loss was to LSU at home. What are your thoughts? The dogs look like they're catching stride. And that one loss was a tight
0: one, too. Um 15 and a half, man. I just, I just I like where this Georgia football team is at right now. Like you said, they're 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 gaining their stride. Uh, they got a little healthy during the bye week. Lad McConkey, he's getting back um carson's playing at his highest level so far he really is Um, you know the offensive line uh had uh did a did a great job of running the football effectively um during the florida game i just i I like where they're at man um and this is going to be a big test you know how for real is this missouri football team i don't i don't think we know but i know there's a lot of bad blood Um, from this game, especially last year. Missouri feels like they let Georgia off the hook last year. You know, they they had them on the ropes, um, and they let the Georgia team go. Um, But then Georgia, too, man, they they got a sour taste in their mouth after they left Missouri last year, knowing that they did not play their brand of football. So I think they're going to come out hot, fast, strong, with their tails on fire, and ready to show the world that uh, this team's for real. Uh, We deserve to be the number one in the country. Yeah. And this uh, Missouri team that played us last year, they, they, they can't hang with us this year.
1: Yeah, it ain't like Missouri is going to be sneaking up on Georgia. No No. way, no how. And the same thing happened a year ago when Georgia was ranked third in the first set of college football playoff rankings and welcomed number one Tennessee between the hedges at 330, and we all know what happened in that game. There is a certain motivation factor Georgia's going to want to prove it. There's no doubt about it. It's a home game. Georgia has shown so far this season, Jake, they elevate their play against the best competition that they go against. They've also shown over the past couple of years That Stanford stadium is a true home field field advantage. advantage. Let's just go down the positions real quick. Quarterback, I'll take Carson back over Brady Cook. I think Carson's proven himself statistically as well. be just fine. I like Carson in this spot at home. Running backs, look, I like Georgia. Dejan Edwards has proven it as well. Wide receivers, lads there, but Missouri's got Luther Burden. That dude's an absolute freak. They can spread it around that's where maybe they could get exposed depending on the style of game plan Mizzou comes out with. It's coming down to the trenches. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Missouri's defensive line, fast, physical. Can Georgia's O-line hold their own? What are your thoughts on what they come out with at at the beginning of the game? Are they going to try to run the ball, um, or are they going to air this thing out and say, let's just get after it and put some points on the board?
0: Yeah, I think they're going to get after it. I think they're going to air it out. I think they're going to try to take some shots early. Um, get Sanford Stadium rocking a little bit, uh, get out to a lead and make Missouri one-dimensional on offense, and, man, let the home field advantage kind of play into their advantage.
1: Yeah. Look, Luther Burden's a freak, 905 yards on 61 catches and six touchdowns so far this season. Um, But Georgia's got some dogs in the defensive backfield. Like, man him up, get physical with him, give him some help over the top, and make them beat you. In other ways, this is that number, though, 15-and-a-half, where Georgia has really shown the capability of just laying it on people. Kentucky, Florida. I think Georgia is a great, great matchup against Mizzou. I really like the dogs in this spot. I think they're going to flex their muscles. I think it's a big win for uh, for Georgia. I, I, I really do. I don't see how do Missouri too. is going to be able to keep up with them.
0: Yeah, I do too. I just I have a – like uh I just have this confidence about this game. I don't know yeah. what it is. Uh but I like it. Uh man 15 and a half points to me. I'm not sweating it for some reason. Yeah. I just
1: I like it. All right, cool. You and I both on the same side there. Some great action in the Big 12 this weekend. Number 23 Kansas State at number 7 Texas. Texas is a 4-point favorite. The total here is 49 and a half. Kansas State the Big 12 the top four or five teams all have one conference loss. They're all about to play each other over the last month of the season. Going to get interesting for sure. Malik Murphy, this is his second start ever against a K-State team who's playing with a lot of momentum right now. Watch out, Texas. I think K-State can win this game.
0: I think they can too. Speaking of K-State, I'm um, looking at Missouri's uh, schedule from this year, man. K-State. 16 Played, yarder. At, played at Missouri uh, and they lost by three. So uh k-state's a good football team man missouri's a good football team watch out texas uh you just you just never know kind of what the field's going to be a lot of times uh with a backup quarterback playing there's just a lot of, of new things going on um how confident does he feel with the game plan going how many reps has he gotten uh there's just a lot of questions
1: up in the air uh and it's gonna be a tough one for texas I totally agree. And Brady Cook, quarterback from Mizzou, very talented, but he's not as athletic as some of the other quarterbacks who have exposed Georgia's defense earlier on this season. I think that bodes very well for Georgia. Keep him in the pocket, get after him, get a pass rush going, make him get rid of that ball early. I I like Georgia. I like Georgia big. Sorry, we're on the K-State-Texas game now, though. I think Kansas (laughs) State's going to win this game. I like K-State. I think it's too big of a spot for Malik Murphy as well. I do have some statistics that I want to read you right now. Fascinating statistics. Dude, I love it. I love it when you pull up the stat book. To be honest it's, all, it's all thanks to Phil Steele. So shout out Phil Steele. Texas has won six straight in this series. They've covered the last three. Kansas State hasn't won in Austin since 2011. Mm. They are two and three against the spread at Darrell K. Royal Stadium. How about Steve Sarkeesian saying this week? I mean, already with the college football playoff jockeying, He says Texas, by far, has the best win so far in college football this season, beating Alabama by 10 points on the road. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, I mean, I I, don't know. Honestly, I I
0: like the uh, Washington and uh, Oregon game. To me, that's the best win.
1: I think that's a great win for sure.
0: UW UW over Oregon, so – That's the way I feel, Coach.
1: No doubt. Great transition there as well. Let's go to our third game. It is fifth-ranked Washington at 20th-ranked Southern Cal. Washington is a three-point favorite. The total here, 76 and a half points. USC has allowed at least 41 points in four of their last five games. It's a lot of points to give it up.
0: Hey, Coach, will you go play defense? (laughs) Somebody's got to go play defense for them. Crazy, just, Crazy. Just, just just stand in front of them. Um, you know, a little, little bit of bend and don't break. It's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. It's going to be a shootout. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch these two quarterbacks go. Uh, to be honest, um, I know the the total is high, but I I I think this is going to be over it, man. Yeah, yeah, I gotta really go do. Got to go over. Um, when You
1: see a number like that for sure.
0: Yeah. Um. And I I saw I saw something too where uh, Caleb Williams said. Uh, that they they feel like this USC team is still in the hunt yeah. to make the college football playoffs. So I, I think there's some, you know, it looks like there's some grittiness uh, in that locker room a little bit. So I, I mean, they're not just going to come out and, and lay an egg uh, and they're, they're fighting for, for a chance and for a hope to make this thing.
1: Absolutely. Great quarterback matchup here. Caleb Williams against Michael Penix Jr. Yep. That will be a fun one to keep tabs on. That's a 7 30 PM ABC game. So that's your late night action. The other game at night is in the mm. SEC, 14th ranked LSU at number eight, Alabama. Alabama, a three point favorite. The total, 60 and a half points. Big one here, Jake Fromm. Big one in Tuscaloosa. It's where game day is as well.
0: Alabama's a favorite, huh? Yep. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised at that. Really? Yeah. I, I you know, even, even at home, I mean, Alabama hasn't necessarily played great uh, at home this year. They lost to Texas. Borderline should have lost to Tennessee. Tennessee laid an egg in the second half. Um dude, I, I like LSU in this one, to be honest with you. Um, I I just think they have they have more answers. I think they got some dogs on the defensive line. Uh, and it's all gonna come down to can they protect their quarterback? Um, and what kind of plan is is Alabama on offense gonna have. Because they're right. gonna have they're gonna have to score points
1: to keep up. Uh, uh, with Jaden Daniels and LSU. Yeah, if it gets into a shootout, I totally yeah. agree. Like Alabama's defense has to slow down Jaden Daniels. it's the only way uh, that they have a chance of really keeping this game close because if it gets into a shootout, good luck with Jalen Milrow trying yeah. to keep pace with Jaden Daniels. LSU won in Tuscaloosa in 2011 and 2019. They had lost seven straight in the series from 2012 to 2018. But revenge games for Alabama. Revenge games for Alabama just seem to mean a little bit more. You saw it a couple weeks ago when they took down Tennessee. Hmm. 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 I like Alabama. Hmm. I like Alabama. I'd I'd lay the three points too. I think their defense is going to step up. I think they're going to be able to slow down Jaden Daniels. Saban in a revenge game, how do you pick against that?
0: That's a great point, Coach. I just – I don't think Alabama has hit this year, Coach. All right. I don't. But no, this is, is – not me. But, but this is kind of going against what I said earlier in the season when they lost to Texas, that they're just going to find a way to yeah. scrap these wins out, and they're doing it. They're they're figuring out a way, finding a way to win. I wouldn't be surprised if they win this game. Find themselves oh, – now, now you're waffling. A, I'm not waffling, but I can see the possibilities in my head, right? You know, you're running think. the possibility, you're running the numbers. I kind of want LSU to win, but my heart's telling me LSU. Right. Um, that's what we're gonna go with. But LSU or Alabama's gonna find their find their way back in the SEC championship game somehow.
1: All right, I like that. I'll take Alabama. All right, let's finish things out. Another SEC West action: Texas A&M at number ten, Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a three-point favorite. The total here is 53-and-a-half. Look, Ole Miss is a tough spot for them. Look-ahead game. They're going to Athens next week. I don't know. Like I've been saying it week after week. Lane Kiffin always loses a game. He's not supposed to. Jimbo Fisher could win this game, kind of silence the doubters and the haters, get a top-10 victory on the road. This is a tough spot. I like Texas A&M, and that's bad for Georgia, because I feel like then Ole Miss would be ultra-motivated coming into Athens next weekend. Thoughts? Yeah.
0: Adam, of, though, just want that the next week, Georgia-Ole Miss game. I just want that to be a big game. So yeah. I want Ole Miss to win. And I didn't click on the clip, but I believe Lane Kiffin was at a presser and was saying something, something hot about Jimbo and Texas A&M about how there's a lot of talent over there. Um, not a whole lot of results, something along those lines. Lane doing lane things. Lane, yeah, lane, lane being lane. So and AM is going to be motivated. Um, so what you're saying, you know, they uh the Elms just finds a way or Lane just finds a way to lose a game. He's not supposed to lose. I would not be surprised, but out of the want in my heart for the Ole Miss Georgia game to be a a big and big show enough showdown Yep, i want that to be a big game yeah i want almost to
1: win this game is at noon um in oxford so am i am i right in saying this noon games when you're at home sometimes it just kind of lulls you into the game when yep. you're on the road you're a bit more focused when your back's against the wall like texas a&m you're getting that drilled into your head you gotta start fast I feel like away teams can sometimes jump on these home teams at noon.
0: Yeah. it's 11 a.m.
1: local time as well.
0: 100%, man. Sometimes, I mean, these are college kids. Uh, you get a noon game at home, you start thinking about what you're doing after the game. Hell yeah, of course. Uh, you got to stay focused, coach. got to stay focused on
1: the task at hand. You really do. Uh, an interesting tidbit as well about that game next week. I told you my prediction on when that game time would be. But I believe Seth Emerson from The Athletic alluded to the fact that CBS can only pick Georgia one more time after this weekend for the regular season. So would they save that for Georgia at Tennessee with that big rematch, assuming that Tennessee takes care of business against Missouri next weekend? I don't know. But CBS is going to get caught in a tough spot here. I think this game might be a night game. They're going to announce it on Sunday. I think Georgia Ole Miss could be a night game in Athens, 7 p.m. kick on ESPN. That could be a big one for sure.
0: Yeah, that'd be sweet. That'd be awesome. I know a lot of Georgia fans would be pumped
1: about that one. I think so, too. I think so, too. So I might be getting that wrong. I I read that Seth had reported CBS can only pick Georgia one more time due to some contract obligations, but that would make sense. And then it sets up the 3.30 showdown georgia in knoxville last thing about that georgia game i know we're kind of bouncing all over the place and i'll let you go missouri is coming off a bye week so kind of run your radar up on that one Mm -hmm. georgia's won nine straight games against missouri they are just two and five against the spread though since 2016 and get this when georgia is favored from 10 to 21 and a half points 10 to 21 and a half points under Kirby Smart. They're 19 and seven against the spread. Pretty good. Pretty good. It's pretty good, coach. I'll take those odds. Yeah, I'll take those odds too. We're going to have an awesome weekend of college football. It's a great weekend. Tons of good games. Be locked in on the couch, watching ball, college football playoff implications, a crisp fall breeze in the air. It's going to be fun. No yeah. doubt about it. Who do the commanders Man. play this weekend?
0: We go up to New England, play the Patriots. Put me on the spot. I had to think about it for a second. Yeah, who who are who were we game planning all day? Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> You've been thinking about the podcast. You're locked yeah, in. I appreciate it. I'm that. I'm locked in on college football, coach, man. I when I when I
0: when I get here, that. I gotta be where my feet are.
1: Yes, you are, and we appreciate you. Be sure to download the Prize Picks app. This episode of Punt and Pass presented to you by Prize Picks. I just told you about the Prize Picks Championship. Check it out at Prize Picks on Twitter and Instagram. Pick your team. You can win an entry that could get you $2,000. That's sick. If you use the promo code PUNT, you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. So that means deposit $100. Prize Picks will give you $100. And then you go to my Instagram and Twitter at Drew Butler or ours at Punt and Pass. And you find the DB3 piece in which your weekend will become even more profitable. You pick two to six players. You can do cross-board entries. You predict that they'll go more or less their prize picks projection, and you can win 25x your money. I love prize picks. So should you. Tell a family member, tell a friend, tell a stranger. Download the prize picks app. Use the promo code PUNT. Follow us on social media. At Punt and Pass. At Drew Butler. At From Jake. Puntandpass.com. It's November Do you have anything on the way out, Jake?
0: No, man, I'm pumped. Fun weekend. I can tell you're
1: pumped. I'm excited
0: and I'm ready to watch college football.
1: I love it. I love it. Awesome. This is a great episode. hope everybody enjoyed it as much as we did. Have a great weekend, everybody, and we will talk to you on Monday. See you. We out.
0: Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil.
1: Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.
0: The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air.